Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. A stunning fashion that maybe most people saw, but I certainly did not see Purdue taking down number two, Iowa, in Purdue's house, uh, ruining Iowa's hopes and undefeated season, possibly a playoff berth. But how did Purdue pull it off? Well, probably because I picked Iowa, or did Iowa overlook Purdue? There was other close Big Ten games this week in Week 7. We're going to discuss all of that, and I will give my Big Ten Week 8 weekly picks as we dive in, I can't believe it's week eight, but when we dive in, we'll give my Big Ten picks of the week. We're going to discuss all of that here on the Coach Steve Show podcast. Welcome back to the Coach Steve Show, everybody. Of course, each week, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, like and subscribe, leave a comment in the comment section down below to be part of the conversation, uh, to let, let me know how it's going, to share it out. Uh, please follow it wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow the podcast and we'll alert you when a new episode drops weekly. So go check it out on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that, wherever you listen to your podcast, basically. You can also find the podcast on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. It's a uh, probably one of the fastest growing podcast networks there is. There's podcasts on there from absolutely everything and things outside of sports, but every single sport you can imagine. They are also working with BetUS. If you use the link in the description below or BetUS-BellyUpSports, you can uh, go there to make your bets. It's a place where you can make sports betting, casino betting, and all that good stuff. And right now, if you use the link, BetUS-BellyUpSports, Make a minimum deposit of $100 and you use the code 
join 125, you're going to get 125% sign-up bonus. 100% of that money going to be allowed to use towards sports betting. The other 25% goes to casino betting. So you can play blackjack, poker, and all that good stuff. So basically, it's free money. So I don't know why I need to tell you again. It's just free money. In the times we're living in, everybody loves free money and able to go use the bets that I give you and go make some money. Uh, we're doing pretty good on the bets. We only get one or two wrong a week. Uh, so use that code, join 125, minimum deposit of $100, get 125% sign-up bonus, 100% going to sports betting, 25% going to casino betting. So go do that for me. It lets them know I sent you. It lets the podcast grow. It lets the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network grow. So go do that. You get the free money. Do it now before the code disappears. Uh, and let's go make that money to where we never have to work again. And we just podcast and make money and uh, bet all over the place. And we never have to work again. So in the Big Ten, we had a couple close games in Week 7. Uh, but the one that probably stuck out to a lot of people's mind, and for me, because I've been very high on this team, I had to take a step back and wonder if they were. This was going to happen after they played Penn State, but it was Purdue versus Iowa. Uh, Purdue traveled to Iowa and got the huge upset win. Uh, Purdue beats Iowa 24-7. to Now, Purdue, Purdue, I should have known better. Purdue is always that team that upsets somebody all the time. All the time. They upset somebody almost once a year. Every other year, they upset somebody. So I should have seen this coming. But I was really high on picking them. Just watching Iowa at the beginning of the year up until the Penn State game, they just looked like a team that was going to be very physical. They tackle very well. They move the ball. Um, They have a quarterback that can actually move the ball. And Beatrice, I thought, like just a competent quarterback, not this quarterback that's going to be fancy, not this quarterback that's going to, you know, not an overwhelmingly popular quarterback, not this big-name quarterback that you see a lot of teams have, um, you know, like at Ohio State, they get this huge uh, glamour quarterback. Iowa doesn't have that. Iowa has that mentality of we don't care what we look like. We don't care how we win, but we want to win. We're going to tackle. We're going to run the ball. Our offense and defensive line are going to be physical. We've got the NFL-type linebackers. And usually they can win on those. But as the game evolves – to me, in the Big Ten, it's getting tougher and tougher to always have, like, okay, we're always going to have this fullback and this, these linemen, which they do, but I think they've slowly evolved into, okay, we can as long as we can do run the ball, have our fullbacks, have our tight ends, that's fine. But once we get a quarterback that can make the short throws, we can suck everybody up and he can make a deep throw every now and then, like, we're going to be pretty good. And Iowa wasn't the best team during the COVID year, and I was that team where if they don't do that hot one year, the next year they come out. And they, may, they, may, they may lose a game or two, but I just thought the way they were playing, the way they were tackling, the way their linebackers flew to the ball, the way their linemen blocked, and a lot of zone. Like, they're, they're doing both. They do gap and zone, but when you watch them block zone, they do pretty well. And then when you watch Peters throw the ball, looked pretty accurate in the short passing game. When they get play action, he's able to throw it over the top. And it looked like they were having a lot of fun now. Maybe they overlooked. I don't think so, but when you have a veteran coaching staff, I find it hard to believe that maybe they were overlooking Purdue. Um, 
but sometimes that happens. But Iowa, I thought, was going to compete for the Big Ten title. I thought maybe that they would, or it's going to beat Ohio State, and then they're going to be top four in the nation, and then they would get to the playoff. I said that, so I probably cursed Iowa. Now, Iowa, I apologize if I'm the one that cursed you, but I should have known better. Purdue always upsets somebody along the way. Now, watching Purdue play earlier in the year, a little bit against Minnesota, a little bit um, against Illinois. Now, Illinois almost beat them, so that's why I figured Iowa could come in and beat them. So I don't know if Iowa just literally overlooked them and was looking towards Wisconsin. I'm not sure, but like they have a bye week. So were they looking towards the bye week and say we got Wisconsin after that? Because um, Purdue's going to play Wisconsin. Like the Iowa schedule is not anything. I mean, after they got past Penn State, your your next toughest game is Wisconsin, and then Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, and Nebraska. So as long and again, I've said this about Iowa. Maybe this is their Achilles' heel: is that teams like Ohio State look to go to score fifty or sixty points, and I think they do that because they just can. Um, I think also because it just kind of happens. I also think because they're trying to make a point of like, look, we can score this amount of points. Iowa doesn't come in and say we need to score 50, 60 points. I think sometimes they come in and they're they're perfectly fine with, we're going to score 20 points. We're going to score 30 points. If we win 30 to 24, 30 to 21, we're perfectly fine with it. We win 30 to 29, we're fine with it. As long as we win. As long as we were the more physically tough team, we're, we're fine with it. And that's the, always been their M.O., Purdue, I think sometimes, I think part of this year is screw it. They're just going to come in and play tough. Um, now, this has been building up for a while. Um, that staff has been there a couple years, and um, they, Purdue plays tough, and I should have seen this coming. But to me, a lot of people were not shocked by this. Some people had picked Purdue to win this game. This was that trap game. I just, watching Iowa, I thought that they could handle it. Now, watching them versus Penn State, they were a quarterback injury away from probably losing to Penn State. Penn State was up. Um, then they lose their quarterback, and Penn and Iowa has to like battle to come back. But again, Iowa doesn't care. They don't care if they're down and they battle to come back. They don't care about that stuff as long as they win. They don't care about winning flashy. And I don't want to say their style of play is not working because they're not this spread team all the time and they go under center at times no I mean there's teams out there winning that way um I know you've seen teams like Alabama's go away from that but you see I mean Georgia's kind of gone away from it but they still go under center so to me it doesn't really matter they want to be physical they want to beat you down and they don't care um but it was just amazing to see like what happened in this game and I know people are all about the numbers so if you want to look at the numbers um, Petrus did not play very well. He was 17 of 32. He had 195 yards. And he, and then this is kind of where they, Purdue really, really stepped up. And maybe Petrus didn't prepare as much. You know, again, we don't know. We don't know. I want to sit here and say he didn't prepare. I don't want to say they don't prepare. Um, but again, you're dealing with 18 to 21 year olds that sometimes could overlook somebody. I don't, I don't, I kind of don't see that part. I just think maybe, Maybe they thought they could just kind of show up and play. Again, I don't want to speculate on that because we're not I mean, in the locker room. I'm not there. You never want to put that out there. But with the eye candy, it's kind of what it looked like. But when he goes 17-32 and throws four interceptions, and some of those interceptions, man, he threw it right to the guy. He overthrew the guy. So when he's not – if Beatrice isn't on and they can't fully get the run game going, that's where they're going to struggle. So Iowa should probably just go back to the identity of we're going to focus on running the ball. And just once in a while, he's going to have to throw the ball probably – 
15 times, 20 times, and we're going to win the game. This one, when you throw the ball 32 times, maybe he can't handle it. But then you got on the other side, you got Purdue. Adrian O'Connell, he was 30 of 40 for two, uh, 30 of 40. Um, Sorry about that. 30 of 40, 375 yards and two touchdowns. So it was just overall not a good game. Um, Iowa had a lot of breakdowns in coverage. They looked like they ran a little bit more zone coverage. I know some of their safeties and corners were a little beat up. Uh, but they looked like they ran a little more zones. So it opened it up a lot for the – Purdue um, kind of runs like a pro-style passing game. So they're able to um, attack the holes in the zone. They're able to find the grass and sit down. They're able to – kind of read the zone and adjust their routes when they run this pro-style type passing offense. And then um, Purdue just kind of found those holes and said, okay, if this is what you're going to give us, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to focus on running the ball too much. I mean, they only had 86 yards of rushing for Purdue. Iowa had 76. So Iowa, I think, just maybe that run game, they didn't look like the run game was working too well. Purdue's defense really was plugging up the holes. And when they tried to bounce it to the outside, they were able to have one of their corners or safeties really come down in the run game or their safety roll down and tackle. So they were just able to do all of that. But the turnovers were a big concern for Beatrice. I mean, that's really concerning. You're number two team in the nation. You come off a big win against Penn State. You're talked about to win the Big Ten. You're talked about possibly making the um, the, the, the the playoffs and you lay an egg. Um and so it makes you wonder, are they, you know, they get a bye week, so thank goodness, you know, they can re- re- regroup. But, I mean, at this point in time, you know, you were number two in the nation, um, and now you're going to drop a lot, and now you are going to struggle to make the playoff because I don't know if, let's say they do make the Big Ten title game, and let's say they beat Iowa State, or uh, Ohio State, do they get in over, and then Georgia meets Alabama in the SEC championship game and loses to Alabama, is there one loss better i think so uh so i would you have like oklahoma go undefeated alabama like is that one loss iowa going to be better than an undefeated cincinnati no so i think you've just ruined your chance of making the playoff which i think the playoff needs to expand to 12 teams and to 25 teams and all that and maybe i'll do an episode on that talk about what they need to do for the playoff but congratulations to purdue to beat iowa i mean now purdue is ranked 25 in the nation but the way it happened was they literally did nothing fancy. They, they looked at Iowa. They were playing some zone coverages and said, okay, um, we know your linebackers are pretty good in the run game. Um, we know your defensive line is pretty good. So why don't we just get the ball out of our hands, let our receivers make the play. Oh, you're going to run zone coverage? Well, we're going to do a little bit of play action because your linebackers really like to tackle. They're going to suck up. We're going to throw it right behind them. We're going to run crossing routes and find the zones and sit down and throw it into them and then make plays. And then – oh, uh, we're going to force Pietras to throw the ball a little more. We're going to take the run game away from you. Now, I've said this before. I don't think when you make a team one-dimensional, that's always the win, all, you know, all-in win thing. Because if when you go – well, if you have a team that's good at both, like Alabama, if you take away the passing game, they're going to be pretty good at running the ball. Iowa looked like that team that could throw the ball, so we took the run game away from them. They were going to be able to pass the ball. But I think Purdue – just said, you know what, we're going to live and die by Pietras throwing the ball. We're going to trust that our guys are going to make plays. Iowa's offensive line didn't really play well in the run or the pass game. I didn't think Pietras read the defense pretty well, but Purdue, they were, again, when you're when you're a top dog like that and you're number two in the nation, you're going to get every team's best punch. 
And so there's some weaknesses in Iowa that are going to have to look at in this off in this bye week. But they're going to now. I'm not confident they're going to win the Big Ten. Now it looks like it's Ohio State door wide open that they're probably going to win the Big Ten again. I just hope they don't make the playoff. But it just looks like the door is wide open again for them to win the Big Ten. So Iowa is going to have to figure out some things. They're going to have to figure out some things. Um, looking at the rest of the Big Ten last week, um, if you want to look at my picks, let's check that out for everybody. I had Purdue winning, or Iowa beating Purdue, so I got that one wrong. Um, So, yeah, that happened. Uh, Michigan State played Indiana. Michigan State, um, with Mel Tucker as the new head coach, really came in. That run game is still – Indiana actually held the run game pretty well. Michigan State only won 20-15. Indiana is not a bad team. They play pretty tough. But Indiana just doesn't have the playmakers they did. I think now they're on people's radar and kind of know what's going to happen. So Michigan comes in and wins 20-15. to Pick that one right. Um, Nebraska travels to Minnesota. Minnesota wins 30-23. to So I think Scott Frost is done after this year. Uh, Martinez did not have a bad game. He threw for 241 yards. Um, but Minnesota, man, they're sneaking in and just playing, some, they're playing kind of tough. Um, I picked Minnesota to beat Nebraska. Uh, but I didn't know it was going to be this close of a game. Rutgers travels to Northwestern. I had picked Rutgers to win. I thought Rutgers was going to be able to turn it around. Northwestern has been struggling, but Northwestern comes away at the 121-7. Maybe Northwestern's going to turn a corner. And then Army traveled to Wisconsin. This was Army's time to try to beat a Power 5 team. Um, This was a low-scoring game. It was only 34 points, so if you took the under, congratulations. I stayed away from that game. Wisconsin came away with the win, 20-14. A lot of rush yards, a lot of big hits from each side of the defense. So we went three and two in the Big Ten this week. Um, now we're going to move over to Week Eight of the Big Ten. Northwestern travels to shockingly under the radar, number six Michigan Wolverines. Um, I don't see Northwestern. Um, I think they'll compete a little bit in the first half, and then Michigan's talent's just going to take over. So I will have Michigan winning in the Big House. They played eleven a.m. on Fox. Um, Michigan's just sneaky good for somehow, some way. Um, my Illinois fighting Illini coming off a bye week. They will travel to number seven, Penn State. Um, I'll do another episode on Illinois and what's going on with them, but might stay away from this game. But if I had to say Penn State, I might not add this into that, but maybe Illinois can get the upset, but the way Penn State's playing can be tough. Wisconsin now travels to Purdue was unranked, and then they beat Iowa, and they now they're number 25 in the nation and Wisconsin in that run game traveled to Purdue. I am picking Wisconsin because Purdue's going to come off that high win. I I mean, they're coming off that big high win against Iowa. Now they're going to try to take the run game away from Wisconsin, but Wisconsin, that's all they want to do. See Purdue, you take the run game away. They, they, they're okay looking to pass it. I don't know if that's how they're going to win the rest of the way is passing it because I was not built that way. Wisconsin's pass game is going to have to step up. So maybe they're going to say, Hey, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Wisconsin's run game is better. Uh, maybe Wisconsin's going to start to figure it out. Purdue's coming off that high win, um, you know, that emotional win against number two in the nation. But I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Uh, Maryland will travel to Minnesota. Minnesota is kind of figuring it out. Um, but if Maryland gets the pass game going, I could see them beating Minnesota. Minnesota coming off a tough win against Nebraska. I'm going with Maryland. And then Ohio State travels to Indiana. This is not going to be – the exact same game as last year. Ohio State's starting to figure out their team, their quarterback, and their new players, and their defense. Indiana is still kind of struggling to figure out who they are and put their pieces together. They're still building a culture. They're still building what they want to do. 
I am picking Ohio State in that game. So I've got Michigan, Wisconsin, Maryland, Ohio State, and I guess Penn State with Illinois. I will do a different episode on Illinois versus Penn State preview and then exactly what's going on because there's some news going on there in Illinois in the locker room and all that stuff people want to talk about, but we will talk about it there later on in another episode. Um, but a lot of big games, a couple of guys on the bye week. Um, coaching name in the Big Ten that's talking about making the jump. Um, his name's been thrown around a lot. We'll discuss that on a different episode as well. Um, but yeah, this was a short episode um, just discussing the Big Ten and, what, and all that stuff. We're going to get into other episodes and stuff later on. Um, I, go, I thank you guys so much for listening again. Go like and subscribe. Um, check out the audio versions. It will update you every time a new episode drops weekly. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Check out the affiliates in the description below, Bell Up Sports Podcast Network, all that good stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check out all the other episodes on the podcast. Check out the new logo. The new logo is pretty cool. I'm trying to make big moves here. Um, merchandise will be dropping and all that stuff. So thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys next time. This has been another other episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.